Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. What are you laughing at? Oh, mate, what, what is this? Nothing. <laughs> fucking seb um for you listeners seb is disrupting vinny's talking by posting graphic very highly graphic content in our discord um with donkey kong and i don't even know what that is a lizard i just typed in uh super smash rule 34 and went from there (laughs) it's it's exceptionally graphic it's disgusting seb you should be ashamed of yourself i'm very turned on right now good oh bring it in hard Hello everyone, Goats Gang, we're back. Fortunately, we're not in person this week. We are back on the interwebs, so we will be experiencing probably some technical difficulties. Anyway, how are I'm you? I'm very good. I had a couple of days of killing a lot of flies, so I've gotten really good at it. I've killed, like, no joke, about 80 flies in the past couple of days. They keep coming down to my window and I keep seeing so many of them, like, right, trying to get the fly swatter out. It's just, I've killed so many, <laughs> so much blood. Why have you got so many flies? <laughs> I don't fucking know, mate. I'm just astounded. I, I can't tell if they're coming from outside, in, and they just love this house because it's like warm or something, or there is just some sort of like, they, they just laid loads of babies in my cupboards or something. Yeah, so if you hear some buzzing around the microphone, I'm sorry about that, but <laughs> I've killed as many as I can. Nice. How are you doing, Sebek? I'm doing all right. Nothing to report of overly interesting natures. No traffic accidents, you didn't save anyone's life, you didn't, I don't know, shoot your cat in the face or... I did help a stranded disabled woman. Right. How did that happen? (laughs) So, I was leaving work, and to be honest with you, this makes me sound like a hero, but I'm not. I just used common sense in a situation where another person didn't. That's what a hero would do, though. Well, yeah, I work in a shared office building. I heard some sort of clamorings and goings on downstairs, and I was like, what the fuck's going on? So I, I had my motorbike shit, I was getting ready to leave. As I was walking out of reception, I just see one of the people who works in reception run over to a disabled woman in a wheelchair. I went over to her, and what basically happened is I turned around, and this woman, the girl who works in reception, had thrown a box of tools onto the floor and went i'm really sorry i've got to go i've got a gig and she just legged it out the door and it was like something from saw 
it was like some horrible trap where this woman called Gemma couldn't get to the tools she needed to fix her wheelchair because she was disabled. But the woman at reception had just left the toolbox like just out of arm's reach. And I just see Gemma, who is quite nice, just looking around with the face that can only be described as like, well, what, what am I supposed to do? And then she sort of looks at me and then she's like, I don't want to be a dick. And I was like, it's, it's fine. I'll just screwdriver that thing in. But it was really weird. What was the line she said? Well, no, she didn't say anything specific. She just sort of alluded to the fact that it was a bit silly that she, as a disabled person, had been left stranded. And that the woman who works reception just sort of legged out the door. I just screwed her little thing on and then she could just sort of motor away. But she was fine. Great to hear, Seb. You did really help her. You, you do know this person, don't you? you she, yeah, I did. Out, so I did. Fine. I did help her. It's funny because I don't know what the fuck the receptionist was thinking, just chucking a bunch of tools like, sorry, I've got a gig, love. Bye. Well, this is the thing. And me and Gemma were saying what would have been really funny is if Gemma had come back in at like six o'clock in the morning when the girl at reception had to come back in and just sat there with her wheelchair just going in circles and pretended that she'd been there all night. (laughs) Uh, So it was very funny. Anyway, this week we are going to test our might and set, ready, fight, as we crown the greatest fighting game of all time. Now, two-player fighting games such as these offer a great variety of experiences for all players. It can be a fun pass-the-controller-party game, a winner-stays-on-king-of-the-hill, or proving to your older brother, or in my case, Vinny's older brother, that you are in fact not a little pussy bitch, and you can whoop their ass at Mortal Kombat. Now, I don't know what either of you two have picked, but I imagine that you are both raring to go like a couple of caged beasts. However, I just want to say before we start, I've already made up my mind, and the goat fighting game is in fact the Godzilla fighting games where you get to be each different monster and smash up the city at the same time, so you've got some convincing to do, alright? That's what I'm thinking is the goat, so you've got some fighting and some debating to do, okay? Who wants to go first? Which one of you is ready? I'll go first. Player one, Vinny. Ready. Fight! Thank you. (laughs) So, Super Smash Bros. Melee was released on November 21st, 2001 on the Nintendo GameCube. 20 years later, July 2021, Smash Summer 11 took place. With a prize pool of over $155,000 watched live by tens of thousands of viewers and with over half a million views on YouTube just for the grand finals alone. This was Melee's biggest tournament ever. So how does a game that came out just two months after the release of the Nintendo GameCube still have this big a scene? Well, let's find out together. Fucking massive nerds, that's why. (laughs) First of all, what is Melee? Melee isn't like your standard traditional fighting game. It's what's called a platform fighter. This is because all stages you play on, barring one, have platforms which you can jump on. This makes every stage unique and they all have differing size platforms, differing numbers of platforms, and the stage itself would also just differ in size. Like it's a lot crazier the stage selection compared to like a regular fighting game where it's normally just the background changes and maybe there's like a cool stage thing you can do every now and then. 
Yeah, like a train comes through or something. Yeah, <laughs> just fucking get mows down. The- yeah, if you don't jump, if you don't jump over it, you just fucking die. That happens. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> Another thing is melee doesn't have health bars like regular fighting games. It has percentage values of each character, which is shown at the bottom of the screen. All players start each game with zero percent and with four lives. And every time you get hit, your percentage goes up. As your percentage goes up, you get knocked back a little more and a little more by each hit. Every stage also has an invisible rectangle around the stage surrounding it. And if you leave that rectangle from any part of it, the top, the bottom, left or right, you lose a life and then you respawn back on the stage. And the object of the game is to knock your opponent off the stage and eliminate all four of their lives before they do the same. So right at the get-go, the best part about Melee, the fun part about Melee, is the roster. It's basically just the all-stars of all the most popular Nintendo games. So you can play as characters like Mario, you can play as Zelda, Pikachu, Jigglypuff, and even more obscure characters like Ness or Marth. And the other thing about how Melee differs from traditional fighting games is that every character's moves are very simple, like super simple to execute. Every character has attack moves they can do in the air, on the ground, and special moves, as well as many other types like grabbing and blocking and stuff like that. So how you use these moves is by pressing the analog stick in a direction, or just not pressing the analog stick at all, and pressing A if you're on the ground, A in the air, or B whenever you're on the ground or in the air. And it's as simple as that. The most complicated a move will ever get is just jumping up, pressing left on the analog stick whilst pressing A at the same time. That is literally the most complicated a move will ever get. So there's none of this like... Because some fighting games back in the day comes with like a fucking... It's like the Bible, this manual with every character. And it's like to make, I don't know, Billy do a kick, you have to press down A, B, L, R, T, Z all at the same time then spin around in a circle then he does it and it's just impossible it's just a way it's just learning different combinations of like cheat codes basically is what the game ends up being and that's just boring yeah exactly what you're saying is melee's just punching and kicking basically a couple buttons mash mash bang bang yeah 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 it's very easy to play like you can just pick up and play without really knowing how it works like and just basically master how the moves work within 10 minutes which is good, because it's Nintendo, isn't it? And that's what, like, Mario and everything else is like. Yeah, it's it's simplistic, so even a kid could play it. So it's a kid's game. Kids can play it, yeah. It's, like, it's for all audiences. So kids can play it, your grandma can play it, and even sweaty nerds in their mid-20s <laughs> can play it. <laughs> and we all love it. Let's go, then. So every character has the same amount of moves and the same ways of doing those moves as every other character, and they're all just, like, really intuitive. Like, for example, if you just move the analog stick up and press A you do an attack that hits the opponent up. Like, it's very easy to understand. Comparing that to li- literally what you were just saying, comparing that to normal fighting games, where every move is, like, character-specific and they're really hard to perfect mm. and aren't intuitive at all. just makes it boring as well, because you want to see, like, Scorpion from What Combat uses a little dagger on a string and then, like, breathe fire on their heads, but you can't fucking work out how to do it. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like impossible. It's just left, right, double tap A. Get over it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's easy. Don't overcomplicate things. <laughs> but melee's exact opposite. It's just pow, pow, pow. Super simple. Melee is really easy and simple to pick up and play as a beginner. 
And it's great fun as a party game as well. You can play up to four players at the same time and even turn fucking items on like Pokeballs and Bob-Oms, just chuck them at each other. It's, it's great fun. Where the beauty of Melee comes in is that not only is it extremely easy to learn, but it is hard as fucking balls to master. At the competitive side of the game, Melee is a super technical and extremely fast-paced game with a lot of frame-perfect stuff that all regular fighting games also have. But another difference Melee has to other fighter games, and my personal favorite thing about the game, is how creative the combo game is. Every combo will always be unique. As not only the percentage of your opponent is changing throughout the game and even throughout the combo, thus how far they get knocked away from you is always changing, but there is also a mechanic in the game called Directional Influence, or DI for short. And DI works like this. If you get hit or thrown by your opponent, you can hit the analog stick in any direction. And if timed right, your character will get hit or thrown in that direction. This means that every combo is all about thinking on your feet about which move to use to continue the combo. And also means that defensively, if you are the one getting comboed, you can still do things to throw your opponent off. Developers of most regular fighting games make it so certain moves will link into other certain moves. So all the combos are pr basically just designed by the developers. And it's more a case of, can this player act, is he technically good enough to hit all the buttons at the right time fast enough? And if you're getting comboed in a lot of these games, more often than not, you can just put the controller down. Because like, if they're that good at comboing, there's literally nothing you can do. Mm. Like, and just hope they just mess up, basically. But this directional thing, you've got like a defense to that, have you? Because you can move back into a different direction. Yeah, exactly. You can do something. You can get out of it. You can like strategize. Yeah. So, for example, if your opponent comes up to you, does like an up smash move, which it's a smash move, so it hits you quite far away. And as he hits you with the up smash, you can either smack the analog stick to the left and you'll just go to the left. Smack the analog stick to the right, you'll go to the right. You can smack the analog stick up and you'll go slightly up as well and down and you go slightly down. Or you can just do nothing and just go up. And You know, all the colors of the rainbow, everything in between as well, like depending on where you put the analog stick. So it's all about like reacting or predicting where your opponent's going to be to continue the combo. Like it's all about mm. thinking on your feet. It's, it's literally like jazz, like it's improv at its finest. <laughs> it's like jazz. <laughs> <laughs> that is what jazz is it's improv yeah i know but i've never heard super smash bros melee comp being compared to fucking jazz there's literally like there's literally youtube videos of people who are like good at jazz and like do jazz to fucking melee and it i don't doubt it it's, it sounds good it sounds like jazz and they're like perfectly replicating what's happening on the screen of melee like it's it is just like jazz did the developers know when they were designing this game with which has Mario and Kirby in it that they were making this super competitive beast? Or did it just sort of happen? Like a game is like predetermined, isn't it? It's a, it's a combination of code. You literally make what you you make limitations on what players can do, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You've got a bit of creative freedom in there as a player, but not like massive amount. So they must have had some insight into like, oh, this is going to be good for like competition and stuff with all these added mechanics. There's a lot, like a lot of the mechanics in the game are specifically designed to be in the game. Things like L cancelling is a really basic mechanic and it was put in the game with intention for players to use it. And what it is, is if you do an aerial attack and just before you land, you hit like the L or R button or Z button within like, I think a 10 frame window, a seven frame window. 
it halves the time taken for you to get up and do another attack. So basically, you could just spam, just do loads and loads of aerial attacks like quickly if you if you can get that like frame timing right of like pressing the L button at the right time. Yeah, like things like that were designed for the game. But the thing is, Nintendo until about like 2014, I think, have always been very against competitive gaming and esports as a whole. They've always maintained that their games should be for casual audiences, should be fun for the whole family, for the kids, you know, the grandparents to come over. So they have never given Melee any love. And in fact, on a few occasions have like ordered cease and desists to like people who are like streaming Melee. Like the biggest fighting game tournament in the world is this yearly thing called Evo. And it's held in America, and it's like the, the World Cup of fighting games, and all the big games are always there, the, the newest ones. And they held a poll because they had another category to fill, another game they could fill. And people online, Melee lovers, they all voted Melee, and it just about snuck through. And they were like, what, what is this Melee? Like, you guys play this competitively? Like, okay, I guess we'll have it if, like, people really want it. Yeah. But Nintendo, within like a day of them, of Evo saying they were going to host a big tournament on their platform, and Nintendo gave them a cease and desist and said like, do not do that, we will sue you if you stream our game. Why? Because so that's just, they were so anti-competitive for so long. And within like like a few hours, basically, there was such intense backlash from the fans that they dropped it and just said like, yeah, we'll do, do whatever. But it's never been funded by Nintendo. Like... Now they're kind of trying to get into competitive stuff, even though their online's fucking dog shit. The newest Smash game, Smash Ultimate, they did kind of hype that as being like a, an eSport, but the game plays a lot different to Melee. It's a lot slower, a lot more. But yeah, why, like, even though it's old as shit, that game, why, like, distance yourself from, like, people making it popular? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it is really weird. Like, I think it's it's probably just because they want people to play the new games. They want people to buy it because they're money-grabbing bastards. They want people to play the new games. They don't want them to play a game from 2001, which they don't sell anymore. Also, all those games that people are really into, the majority of them they've now ported onto their newer consoles, but you have to pay like a lot of money for it i i got quite into this for a bit like i don't know if you know what porting is but like porting is when you like basically copy and paste the code of a game that you physically own and create a new file from that so like say it's a bit like burning a cd right burning a cd is actually completely legal what's illegal is selling that but it's your piece of data. You own it on a disc. And so you can do the same thing for games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Nintendo are like super litigious about it and make it really, really, really difficult even for old games to be ported. And it's becoming this like crisis thing where lots and lots of really old games, like some of the old original Game Boy games and SNES and further back than that, the cartridges only have a limited lifespan. And so people are desperately trying to find ways of taking the original code off because they don't want an emulation. They want the real code. But it's so difficult that like games are being lost and there's no way of retrieving them. And like you'll see people online like begging on like Reddit forums like, oh, please, if it can everyone just like check their collections. Does anyone have this really obscure fucking version of Frogger (laughs) that's gone and, and, and we don't think we can get it back? 
it's kind of mad. It's like we live in this world where data is so irreversibly permanent. Like this idea that, you know, like, I don't know, if a picture of your tits go on the internet, it's never, it's never coming back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's this whole generation of data, this Nintendo game data that will be lost. So what you're saying is like Pokemon Red and Blue will be gone forever. Yeah, probably. Like there will be a time when the original code is no longer playable. You might be able to play an emulation. You might be able to play a version that someone has recreated, but you won't be able to play the original code anymore because it's gone. Is that just a Nintendo thing or is that all games? It's a lot of games, but some games make it easier. And also Sony and other developers, they turn a blind eye to people putting a lot of time and effort into porting those games. Whereas Nintendo are incredibly litigious about software and hardware being sold that allows people to port games. So like there's a creator called Linus Tech Tips and they did a whole bit on porting old Nintendo games. And they were like, we don't know how long this hardware is going to still be available. It's on Amazon now, but it might be gone by tomorrow because Nintendo will just cease and desist and then whoever's selling that piece of hardware that allows people to save the games that they own all they're trying to do is take a cartridge that they own and copy and paste the data that's on it onto their computer. That's all they're trying to do. So it doesn't just break forever for no fault of their own because it expires. Yeah. Well, Nintendo are money-grabbing bastards, aren't they? They are. They are. Yeah. They really are. Like, I read the other day that Pokemon is the biggest-selling, highest-grossing media franchise across movies, music, anything in the world ever. Really? And still to this day, every single year, it's the highest-grossing media franchise in the world they just pump that shit out to cash cow yeah it beats everything else it's like ridiculous like toys every the games everything the films there's like 39 films now or something yeah probably <laughs> it's crazy ash is still like 10 years old as well <laughs> yeah right <laughs> yeah. after all these years no don't say like it like that <laughs> that's gross <laughs> that's right but it's difficult because also you have to say like The way they've managed their IP, their intellectual property, is impressive because Mario and Zelda and all those games are still relevant in a way that, like, no one gives a shit about Crash Bandicoot anymore. Do you know what I mean? It's because they're just so good at making video games. Yeah. Yeah. Every generation they have, like, they have genre-defining games across the board. Like, they've got, like, the best platformers. They've got the best Metroidvania. I mean, it was named after Metroid, which is a Nintendo game. Yeah. They're just very good at making games. They don't have the best sports games. Wii Sports is fucking sick, mate. Fuck. Yeah, to be fair, I forgot. (laughs) They actually made a sports game, but you're doing the sport. Shit. Mario Golf is pretty fun as well. Like, that's, that's also a decent game. Yeah. They're just too good. And like Mario Kart for racing, mate. (laughs) Mario Kart, I know, they literally do every game genre really well. The only one they don't do really is like FPS. Yeah. (laughs) They don't do like a Call of Duty. I don't see them ever doing a Call of Duty. That'd be so weird. Imagine Mario Call of Duty. That'd be great. (laughs) I'd buy it. Do you know what? The only thing I'm shocked by is how much trash is on the Nintendo store. I don't own any Nintendo products, so I don't know. I've got a DS that I got recently. An original DS? Uh, DS Lite. An original DS Lite? <laughs> 3 yeah. DS Lite. Oh, 3 DS. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> the the one that flips out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Vinny had a Game Boy Micro. Yeah, no one has those anymore. What the fuck is that? I bet you've never even heard of that. I've never seen one in real life. Now they go for a shit ton. Yeah, I'm very gutted I, I, I lost it. A Game Boy Advance Micro, it is the most niche thing ever. It's a cool looking little device as well. I think it looks pretty cool. 
It was cool. Oh, yeah. It had, like, slightly better audio quality as well, but, like, it didn't flip, like, the XP. Oh, they're not that much. You can get one for, like, 100 quid. 100 quid? <laughs> Mate, that's, like, billions in fucking Fenton money. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah, they pay him in Ooh, grain where he lives. Ooh, I just screwed my own corn, I did. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, should we crack the back on? Okay, um, shit, so that was a massive segue. Uh, I'm going to get back to combos. All combos in Melee are completely unique. They're on the spot and are made by the players who discovered them. This makes the game infinitely replayable and just so much damn fun once you get good enough to actually think on your feet and string a combo together that you, the player, has made up on the spot. It's ridiculously satisfying. It also leads to some beyond hype moments, like the famous Wombo Combo video. Oh, I was going to say Wombo Combo. Yeah. Every time you say combo, I'm like, say Wombo Combo, because <laughs> I, that video, even, even though that video makes no sense to me whatsoever, I have no idea what's going on. It's hilarious. Happy feet, Wombo Combo. That ain't Falco. That ain't Falco. Oh, oh, oh. My ears hurt. I don't even know what it is. Get your ass whopped. There's just everybody going, what the fuck? Oh, that is such a legendary video. I fucking love that video. Yeah. That is a pretty good one, not gonna lie. But yeah, Melee just like produces fucking super hype moments like that where everyone just screams out of their fucking brains because it is just all so improvised and a lot of the times it's like someone just pulls out a combo you've never seen ever out of their ass like in grand finals to win it like that shit is like standards in melee it's so good melee is such a -a one-of-a-kind game and even though there have been recently a lot of other companies trying their own brand at making a melee-esque platform fighter melee still remains the most played out of all of them and the most in-depth and just the one everyone comes back to. Like, I think Nickelodeon recently came out with Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl. And, like, every Smash streamer, not not even Melee, but, like, Smash, like, Ultimate streamers, they were all playing it, being like, holy shit, this is the next thing or whatever. Within, like, three weeks, everyone forgot it and just started playing Melee again. Because, like, it's just, it is just better in every way. It will never die. Yeah, it's just, it's so well made. It's so, like, the controls are so tight and there's just so many, like, okay, I'm going to talk about this for a sec. Like... <laughs> There are so many strange and interesting mechanics in the game which have, like, haven't been found until more than a decade after the game has actually been released. Mechanics like, and this is a very niche mechanic, but velocity cancelling, whereby if you press L or R within two frames of getting hit whilst you're in the air, your knockback velocity gets reduced by a whole 5%. Wow. They added that into the game. That's not just a weird quirk of the of the physics engine. That They added that into the game for some reason. And it was found in 2014, 15 years after the game actually released. 
Wow. That's ridiculous. Was that through data mining or did yeah, they just, someone was, did it by It was a modder, yeah. That's mad. Yeah, he just found it and he was like, what the fuck is this? But yeah, due to it being a physics-based fighting game, there are just like always just crazy and interesting quirks that are being found still to this day. People are breaking this game in like every single way possible. And when you think these players have broken Melee so much, like they can't be broken anymore, someone will go out and do something that's even more ridiculous like a week later. It's ever-changing, the whole meta. Wait for the police guard to... Fuck the police. So I asked at the start of my talk, yeah. how did the biggest tournament in this game's history take place 20 years after it came out, despite the fact that Nintendo really don't like this game and have given it zero support? It's a completely crowdfunded game. It's for the fans and all that. And in fact, the reason why that was the biggest tournament ever was just because the fans paid in to make it 155k. Like there was that much support that the fans, they just, they kept pumping money into it. Wow. Was it like streamed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was watched by tens of thousands of people. It was watched by a lot of people. Because I've taken you to one of these tournaments with your CRT monitor in hand or whatever. And uh... Have you? Yeah, in Exeter, I drove you and your mates to a tournament. You had your, like, your GameCubes in your hands. You brought your own little monitor because you have to play it on, like, some shitty old TV. You can't play on a plasma screen because, I don't know, the frames aren't right or some shit. There's input lag, yeah. There you go. That's it. I don't know what it is. So I'm driving all these, dare I say it, massive nerds to this you, big you know smash that We are massive nerds. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I used to, I used to always get a tournament to Exeter. I yeah. used to love that shit. Yeah, it is crazy. But that's what I mean. Like, it's crazy, the community, how big that is. You wouldn't expect. I would not have thought in a million years I'd be driving my mates to a Smash tournament where they're bringing their own TV and shit like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy big. But yeah, why? 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 <laughs> how did the biggest tournament in this game's history take place after 20 years? And I think it boils down to these points. It's easy to learn, hard to master. Rich with super technical and satisfying mechanics. Has a free-flowing and constantly creative combo system, which comes from it actually having a real physics engine, unlike most traditional fighting games. But most importantly, it's just bloody fun. Who doesn't want to play as Donkey Kong and beat up your mate who's playing Yoshi? A nerd. That's who wouldn't like it. <laughs> and are you a nerd, Michael? Hell no, I'm, 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 I'm sick, you know what I mean? <laughs> I thought so. <laughs> I do like this game. I've played it with you a lot in childhood. I'm an exceptionally casual player. I don't know any anything you're talking about, and it is fun. The only gripe I have with it is, is most of the characters that I deem a casual player cool are shit. But that doesn't matter. But it does to me when I'm playing with you and you pick some I don't fucking know and just wombo combo me because I'm trying to be Mewtwo who I think is cool but is objectively ass <laughs> do you know what I mean it's like I'm trying to have fun I'm trying to like be Kirby and be cool or something because he's like my little favourite dude or whatever and you're like hell no I'm gonna be Captain Bollocks or whatever his name is and just up smash double dash triple splash pow and I'm like oh god <laughs> that sounds my... like a real combo from <laughs> <laughs> that's my biggest gripe with the game is that it's become so competitive casual players cannot play this game anymore because the only community left of it is uber competitive nerds and if you're a casual player going into that it's like being thrown naked to wolves they're gonna rip you to fucking pieces 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, that's just because, like, after all these years, it's if you're a casual player, you're going to probably play the newest game. That doesn't mean it doesn't hold up to the newest game. Like, it's still a great, fun game. Like, it's just because you're playing with a nerd like me, and I just, I like that side of the game where it's really competitive. Does it have a story mode? No, Brawl had a story mode. Oh, right. Yeah. So what's the difference between Brawl and Melee? Okay, so Brawl came out as Nintendo's response to Melee. Brawl was slow and very uncompetitive. It's a sequel, though, isn't it? It's it's a sequel, and casually, it's a great game. It's it casually it improves on melee in a lot of ways. It has like that big story mode, the subspace emissary. It has more characters. It looks better. It's on a newer console. Like it should be better, but like they hated the fact that melee was so competitive and had this like really diehard audience. They hated it so much that they purposefully made the game extremely slow. And like the best characters were ones that you would just stand on one side of the, the stage and you would just lob projectiles at the other part of the stage. And just it was all just terrible. There was, in fact, a mechanic they added in called tripping, where if you're running around completely randomly, your character will just trip and fall over. Oh. <laughs> what mechanic does that serve other than the fact that it just ruins combos every now and then? Yeah, they're just trying to shut down the nerds. They don't want nerds to make cool combos and have fun with the game. They were so dead set on you can only enjoy this game casually and no other way that they just removed the whole competitive idea of it. In fact, when Brawl came out, people kind of stopped playing Smash for a bit and then a couple of years later, people just started playing Melee again and it's been big ever since again. So, well, I guess my question is, is I, I'm, I haven't even done mine and I'm quite invested. I'm like, I want to play Melee. Like, it sounds good and like, I like old shit. But for someone like me, I don't have a GameCube. I've got a Switch and a PC. How can I, with relatively low effort, play the Melee experience? I'm glad you asked that, Seb. Well, literally for years, for fucking almost two decades, this game was a bitch to play. It was all LAN, basically. And it was just, if you had a GameCube or a Wii, because they played GameCube games, and you had the, the actual hard disk copy of the game, and you had also had a memory card with all the stages and characters unlocked as well, that's the only way you could play it. I literally remember going to tournaments and there'd be like two people with like the magic memory card and they would just go around and they would just put the memory card and all the, the things and it would just like save the memory and you could take it out and put it in another one so everyone could actually play Melee without just having to unlock everything first. God damn, that is some nerdy shit. When they want to play Melee, like you can't fucking stop them. But the thing is, <laughs> nowadays, it's very easy to play Melee. If you have a PC and internet connection... All you need to do is download Dolphin, which is a Nintendo Wii and GameCube emulator. Then download a ROM of Melee, which you can find online. There's there's lots of sites that host ROMs. And then all you need to do is download this thing called Faster Melee, which like or Slippy, something like that. And it came out like two or three years ago, and it's literally just made by one really dedicated fan. And it's got better internet than Nintendo servers. Think about that for a second. But yeah, like I didn't even talk about the whole melee scene, like the competitive scene. Like it's it's like half the fun of melee. Like it's so exciting yeah. to watch. And I'm not going to say much about it. I'm just going to say if you're at all interested in learning about the first 12 years of melee, like the competitive scene, there is a YouTube documentary series called The Smash Brothers, and that's what got me into melee and a lot of people into melee. And it's really? it's a very fun watch. Just watch the first episode. It's like 20 minutes. It's on YouTube, all for free. And if you like it, carry on watching. Nice link in the description. So that's that's it. That's Melee, is it? Yes, the most free fighting game you'll ever play in the world because it gives the player all the freedom in the world to do whatever the fuck they want with their character. Yeah. 
I like it. I wanted to do a little middle section here very quickly. I sent you both a message today, didn't I? And said, please, can you write yourself a little fighter profile? If I was to be in like a Mortal Kombat in a Street Fighter style sort of fighting game, think of who you'd be, put your personality into it. I wanted like a name, what you would sort of wear and like a finishing move, like a fatality move that would be specific to your personality. So I want to hear them. If you've got them, have you got them? Yes. Good. Seb, go first then, because I haven't heard you talk. So my character is very much based on myself. Good. There's sort of two things that I think people think of me. When they think of Seb, they think of of two things, which is smokes bare weed (laughs) and gets bare pussy. (laughs) So (laughs) my character is called the Dank Pussy Destroyer. (laughs) And uh, I basically just vaporise in and out of a big cloud of bong smoke. And then I appear, steal your girl, and then vaporise again. Wow. But my finishing move... Yeah. That's not even your finishing move. <laughs> that's, just how no, no, that's just my fighting style. My finishing move is that I appear in a cloud of bong smoke, mm. and you think, oh, that guy seems really cool. I want to be his friend. Mm. And then actually, you get to know me and you find out I'm quite depressive and I become a bit of a pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's his finishing move. <laughs> and that kills them because technically they just leave. Yeah, they just sort of go, oh, you're not as fun as I thought you were. No. <laughs> Maybe because you're not being yourself, you're living up to everybody's, everybody else's yeah. expectations of you of being a weed smoking pussy destroyer. <laughs> Exactly. Wow. Um, he steals your girls, but he can't steal your heart. <laughs> he can't be your friend. <laughs> he can't be your mate. <laughs> my alternate finishing move is that my cat runs onto the side of the screen and then eats one of my antidepressants by accident. Yeah. And then it spews sick in your face. Nice. Nice. And um, the thing is, it's a bit like one of the unlockable characters in uh, Mortal Kombat in the sense that first I'm called the dank pussy destroyer. But then when I reveal my final form, I'm the depressed dank pussy destroyer that's your final form as your <laughs> <laughs> it's like you but just like you're, you've got like a frown <laughs> like, some rain, like a cloud above your head like some rain <laughs> it's just me when i'm on my own oh god <laughs> oh brilliant and your opponent is <laughs> Vinny, over to you in the blue corner okay so <laughs> my character is uh my character's a lot like me Hmm. I've really, I've really spoken from the heart on this one. Oh God, here we go again. <laughs> and the dank pussy. Well, I don't get the feeling that both me and Vinny's answer have just become therapy <laughs> but on a podcast. Yeah. No, this this character is honestly like no joke, a lot like me. So, right. His name is uh, Big Dick Eight Pack. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he has a big dick and an eight pack. <laughs> is that an eight pack on your chest or an eight pack of brewskis? Mate, I've got like eight packs on my biceps. I mean, my character, you know, like it's so hard to distinguish <laughs> yeah, between yeah. the two of us sometimes. But what does Big Dick Eight Pack, what's his finishing move? <laughs> yeah, tell us more about Big Dick Eight Pack then. Sounds like a bad SoundCloud reference. <laughs> <laughs> XX, big dick eight back, XX. So he, he is finisher, he's, he's, he rides in on a motorbike <laughs> and he's like got a leather jacket in my shades. <laughs> and then, 
<laughs> you like the shades come down and he just sort of looks at you with a bit of disgust and then he drives <laughs> off and then you just kill yourself because uh, you can't <laughs> you'll never be as cool as me <laughs> it sounds like your guy's like my guy's worst enemy because oh <laughs> i'm on god. the brink anyway <laughs> oh my god your guy comes in and my guy's killed himself already. He's like, yeah. That was that's a terrible finish. It doesn't. Even, it's got nothing to do with the eight back or the dick. What, Where that, did the bike come from? Well, that's just you know that's part of his personality. He's not Terminator. His physique is his dig dig bick and his fuck his big dick and his eight pack. But his personality is his motorbike. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. He's a cool dude. Wow, yeah, he sounds cool. Um, <laughs> the episode is drivel. Oh, oh my, my god. god. I'm sorry, neither of you are getting a win for that. <laughs> They're both fucking what? terrible. The depressed dank pussy destroyer. I can't, I'm not giving any, point. I'm not giving either of you a win for dank pussy destroyer or a big dick eight pack. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Fucking out anyway. Sab, do your thing. <laughs> so, I love video games. I don't consider myself a big old nerd. I think I'm about as nerdy as you can get while still remaining pretty casual. I don't consider myself super into any specific games. I used to play a lot of Trackmania, but that was only because my friend Kieran played it. But when it comes to fighting games and games in general, for me, video games are split into three specific genres of or types, base categories, you could say. One is games you play on your own, like Portal or... Skyrim, 
life is strange games like that you play on your own maybe you have a laugh maybe you have a cry but it's like it's like reading a book Mm. something you do by yourself Mm -hmm. then there's games you play online like your call of duties your fifas your rocket leagues your melees stuff like that and then there's games you play at parties Mm. like we're your boys you've ripped a fat one crazy golf 18 holes crazy golf nether dimension that's what we're talking like golf with your friends the game mario kart stuff like that and i really don't think there's many games that fit in that category i think it's a really hard category to crack because like a lot of people would say fifa but fifa is so boring to watch yeah it's so boring to watch it's fun to play i like but when you're watching someone else play it right but the game i'm gonna bring to the table does two of those three categories very well Mm. the game i'm bringing to the table does playing alone and playing at parties right in my experience playing online is like you said like being thrown naked to a den of wolves (laughs) (laughs) because i didn't have the skillage to pay the village but the game i'm talking about is the genre defining fighting game the only fighting game that really matters the fighting game that is the king of all fighting games if godzilla is king of the monsters then mortal Kombat is king of the fighting games seb you are pulling out a heartstring there's nothing that i love more than gore exactly <laughs> watching people dies what you send to your mates before they go to sleep i've heard i i, I am a little bit not too sadistic but i occasionally partake in your death video i will i will be brutal about that it's a very morbid curiosity for me and mortal Kombat scratches that itch wow on that note the original mortal Kombat came out in 1992 and it revolutionized fighting games It was developed by Ed Boon and John Tobias when the studio they worked for called Midway Games tasked them with making a competitor for the hugely successful Street Fighter 2. So Street Fighter 2 came out and it in itself revolutionised fighting games. Fighting games were primarily arcade games and primarily you got a choice of, if you were lucky, three characters. So you might be able to play as three different people if you were lucky. And that meant that you would choose one and your mate had the choice between two other characters. Street Fighters comes along and suddenly you've got six characters, loads of different stages, and all the characters have different attacks, different moves. They are completely unique in their character. They're not just a reskinned version of the same person punching each other, you know? So the game that they created, Mortal Kombat, was originally supposed to be a Jean-Claude Van Damme-themed fighting game. But Van Damme already had a a copyright with a different game company, so they couldn't do it. Is he Johnny Cash? He's Johnny Cage, yeah. Johnny Cage, yeah. Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's so fucking sick, Van Damme. That's a little bit like um, Shaquille O'Neal had a fighting game. He did. He did in the 90s on the Genesis, I think. Same thing. So, yeah, very similar. (laughs) So... The reason the game was popular, I'm going to come back to the Van Damme thing. <laughs> cool. um, the reason the game was really popular was because of a number of factors. The first, which is one of those funny things, is a bit like if you say the CGI in Alien now is breathtaking, it obviously isn't compared to what we are now. But the graphics at the time of Mortal Kombat were revolutionary. Yeah. And what they did, which is now considered to be a bit basic B-Tech ICT, 
is they created what is known as sprites. So they just created digitized versions of real video. So at the time, that was quite difficult because video was all done on film. And they then digitized that film and created playable characters out of that. So all of the original six, no, I tell it like seven Mortal Kombat characters were real actors. And what that meant was at the time, it was almost like mocap before they could do motion capture because the punches and the kicks were real martial arts experts doing punches and kicks. And so it looked really cool and it really capitalized on the kind of American kung fu craze of this kind of over-exaggerated version of Asian fighting culture, which Mm. never really existed, but it's all kind of big dragon tattoos and crazy fire and... You know, all that stuff that the sort of people like Jean-Claude Van Damme and Steven Seagal, guys like that, all fucking wanked off to. Is that as a game? So the graphics were breathtaking at the time. There was more characters. They did one extra character compared to Street Fighter. So they could just have a little extra like, we've got one more. And this is something that has now maintained in most fighting, if not all fighting games since, including melee which is secret unlockable characters they were the first game to do that and it was of course the iconic reptile so another thing that was very groundbreaking about what mortal kombat did is that they used the sprites the digitized versions of real footage and they changed the colors of people's outfits of people's skin tones and all this stuff to create more characters out of one single set of images Mm. So you have Scorpion, who's a yellow ninja with fire abilities. You have Sub-Zero, who's a blue ninja with cold abilities. (laughs) (laughs) Chilly abilities. Hot and cold. He's quite chilly. He blows some air at you. (laughs) Those ice cubes. (laughs) You get really bad chill blades. You're like, oh. You had this unlockable character that was basically, it was the same set of images that had been painted green. He was called Reptile and he had all of their abilities plus some abilities of his own. And that was insane. And you could, there was no reference to him in the game's in-depth storyline. No reference to him in any of the the leaflets that came with it. You could only unlock him if you did a very specific set of challenges, which weren't mentioned in the game. They were just in the code. And if you did them either by accident or because your mate told you how to do it, you would unlock Reptile. And that was revolutionary at the time. That's gangster. Reptile was cool. He's a lizard. Okay. And when you first unlocked him, you unlocked the ability to fight him. If you didn't beat him, you didn't unlock him. Savage. Smash Bros does that, yeah. It's fucking brutal because you're like, oh, I want that guy. And then you lose. And it's like, okay, well, that's that gone. And not only did all these characters have all their different abilities, but they had the most iconic feature of Mortal Kombat and of fighting games since they had their own fatalities. Fatality. Exactly. So fatalities are finishing moves and they are... Finish him! Exactly. (laughs) They have transcended pop culture. People now say, finish him, without actually knowing what they're like doing. Like porn videos. I, I've seen porn videos like where the, <laughs> the producer's like, finish him. Can I say, I've seen, I've seen real life street fighting videos, like two guys duking it out on the street. Like, there's loads of them. R slash yeah. fight porn. World star. Loads, loads of them. World star. I've seen them where 
the guy gets visibly rocked and he's like, he stumbles back and the cameraman goes, finish him! Exactly. Because <laughs> it's iconic. It's transcended culture. It's not only game thing now. So like, people say it in actual... Like, I've heard finish him shouted in UFC matches by, <laughs> by coaches. Like, he's on the ropes well, and you yeah. shout, finish him! And they fucking start plumbing. They don't do the voice, though, do they? Surely they just <laughs> no. say finish him because that's just like a thing you would say. That Maybe bit. that's just the thing you say. Yeah. No, it's not. They want him to pull his spine out and raise it above their heads. As you so successfully preempted, these finishers were just more than people at the time could possibly bear. When you go back and look at them, they're fucking well shit. Yeah. But mm. at the time, the sight of fucking scorpion punching through someone's neck to rip their spine and skull out of their body and then beat them to death with it was fucking mental yeah in like 16 bit dots <laughs> exactly but it was super gory and people loved it because games yeah. like street fighter even though they were fighting games people just fainted they didn't die they were just knocked out mm. and in Mortal combat you fucking killed people and yeah. people loved that shit everyone loved it well, well, not everyone loved it because the US government fucking hated it. And the game actually went to Congress because people were so worried about the influence it would have on their children. Because of Mortal Kombat, they created a game age rating system like you have on movies. Oh, yeah. Before that, that didn't exist. The NWA of video games. It really is the NWA. It yeah, really it is, is the straight out of Compton of video games for sure. And that created all this hype and controversy around the game. So then everyone started to play it. And when they played it, they realised it was really good. It's a really well-developed game. The mechanics work really well. And the storyline was, at the time, for a fighting game, groundbreakingly depthy. So I'm going to briefly explain the basic premise. And then I'm going to leave the rest of it for you. So the basic premise is the universe is split up into various realms, not planets, mm. realms. And those include the Earth realm, the Shadow realm, and the Nether realm. And the Nether realm are the evil, evil guys, and the Earth realm is basically us. Now, in order to stop outright war between these realms, the Elder Gods, as they're known, created a tournament Say the nether realm wants to invade the earth realm, which they always fucking mm. do, those bloody nether realmers. They have to challenge the earth realm to a tournament of martial arts mm. known as Mortal Kombat, which is overseen by the elder gods, the gods of the universe. And if they yeah. win 10 of those in a row, <laughs> I don't know why they put that in, but it's just what? that's how it is. If you win 10 in a row, yeah. you take over that realm. Yeah. So, the first game starts, Earthrealm has lost nine Mortal Kombats to Netherrealm in a row, and Johnny Cage, who is basically a narcissistic actor and a wannabe martial arts expert, basically a massive burn on Jean-Claude Van Damme, <laughs> is the only way that you can save the Earthrealm. Mm. Now, I don't want to go too much more into this storyline, because that is literally the first 20 seconds of the opening scroll of the first game. Yeah. And any more than that, you just need to experience for yourself. Just watch the movies. They're fucking great. They're not great. They're terrible. They're not good. They are not. They are sick. The first one's like... They're so good. Campy and fun, but the second one is trash. Also, you forgot the part where the Elder Gods made the scrolls. The Elder Scrolls? <laughs> 
Oh, for goodness sake. Right. <laughs> the best way I can describe Mortal Kombat and its storyline is a comment I once saw on Reddit. It's like if someone pulled out a box of used action figures and made a story out of them. <laughs> yeah. Like, it just yeah. makes yeah. no sense. Yeah. yeah, it is really weird. At one point, a literal god, an elder god, a god of the universe, is defeated by a policewoman with no powers. Sweet. Is that Raiden? Uh, Raiden is defeated by Cassie Cage, who is just a policewoman. Oh, yeah. She doesn't have any powers. She's just in the police. Not Sonya Blade. She didn't... Not Sonya Blade, Cassie Cage. Yeah, wow. it's always weird they had Raiden in because he literally is a thunder god. Like, surely he would just destroy everyone. Yeah. No, because it's Mortal Kombat and you can do cool flips and shoot people with your gun. So, fuck you. Yeah, Vinny, come on. Even a god can't stop a bullet. Exactly. <laughs> it's a fucking oh, bullet. It's a gun. I can't, yeah, I remember. Wasn't it Strider or Striker or something? Like, he was just like, everyone had these, like, cool martial arts and, like, fireballs and stuff. And this guy just had a gun. Like, that was his special ability. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, exactly. He just pulled up a yeah, gun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, a good thing to do, isn't it? Fucking kills There's a guy a who's a cyborg, but he doesn't use his cyborg powers in any way. He just hits on with a knife. Is that Kano? Kano, yeah. Do you know there's a thing called the Kano curse where every actor to have ever played or voice acted Kano has committed suicide? Oh, yeah, that's true. Really? Yeah, that's true. That's mad. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty crazy, isn't it? Well, it's because they have to play a guy who's got such fucking shit powers. <laughs> but, um... Sorry, that's a bit insensitive. Um, but I genuinely think there's two essential parts of Mortal Kombat. There's playing with your mates... And going, oh my god, oh fucking hell, did you just see it? Oh my god. And there's playing on your own, and at some point in the game, one of the characters, who's now a zombie for some reason, shouting, mother! While they kick another character in the tit, who is younger than them, and for some (laughs) reason that all makes sense. And I spent most of my playthrough of Mortal Kombat 11 pausing, getting up my phone and being like, why is Sonya Blade shouting mother at Cassie Cage while they fight in the nether realm? I thought Liu Kang turned into a zombie. They all turn into zombies. Yeah. Uh, Liu Kang, Jade, Kitana, Kung Lao and Raiden all turn into zombies. Sweet. And at one point, Katana kicks the one with hair in the tit and says, I always knew you hated me, mother. And the one with hair looks younger than zombie Katana. And I was so confused and I had to Google it. Nah, that that's, makes perfect sense. No, it doesn't make any sense when you've not played it before. <laughs> and that's part of why it's so great. But anyway, we're cutting ahead of ourselves. So Mortal Kombat 1 came out. Right. It was great. Yeah. It caused a lot of controversy. So what did they do for Mortal Kombat 2? Did they tone things down? No, they fucking didn't. They just made everything ten times worse. Yeah. The fatalities were even more gruesome. There was even more characters. There was like 15 playable characters in the first one because they were like, well, people like more characters. So they just started making them. There was three secret unlockable characters, one of which is called Noob Cybot, which is just Boone and Tobias, which is their second names backwards. Yeah. They just thought that would be funny. And, um, and it was great. And to be honest with you, every game since then has been pretty good there was a few shit spin-offs but they've mostly been good 
and each one has up until more recently when the kind of fighting game genre has kind of hit a bit of an impasse where it's like how much more can you really do with a fighting game they did every game brought something new to the fighting game genre so yeah. so mortal kombat 4 was the first game to use 3d graphics yeah. mortal kombat 3 we're going back now i've done this the wrong way around was the first mainstream game to do chain combos which is the idea that when you hit someone once and then you hit them again the overall impact is greater than the two individual impacts combined so say i hit you once for 50 damage i hit you again for 50 damage the overall damage of that might be 120 damage because it's like a chain combo right which i admit is part of what Vinny said there's a bit shit about some fighting games which is a mechanic called juggling which i will admit is one of the few parts of mortal kombat i don't like which is why i don't like playing online which is juggling is when you just get caught in like a combo loop like it's like a feedback loop where the your opposition player is just knocking you into the air and then just punching you before you hit the ground and there's literally nothing you can do about it. You just get stuck flying in the air until you run out of health. It's fucking annoying. I wish they didn't put it in the game. That's the only bit I don't like. We're going to move on. Now, the franchise just got better and better from there. They kept bringing in new exciting bits and bobs, kept getting more and more gory, and then they got to Mortal Kombat 9 and universally everyone felt like they went a bit far. Mortal Kombat 9 was a great game, but... The fatalities in that were just a bit too, not graphic, but too explicit. Like, you want a fatality that you and your mates go, oh, not, oh. Uh, Right, go on. What did they do? It was a lot of, like, ripping people from their vagina to their head. (laughs) Um, (laughs) What the fuck? I don't remember that one. (laughs) Yeah, so, like, for instance, Noob Cybot would jump. Oh, he would. He would would grab... He'd grab you by one leg and then his yeah. shadow would come to the other and then rip you from your vagina to your head. Well, it could have been your balls to your head, you know. It could have been your balls to your head, but what I think made it so much more graphic was that the increase in video games graphics made it seem not really funny because of the voice acting and stuff that went along with it. What I would describe it as is like, it's the difference between, you know, the scene in Reservoir Dogs where he cuts the guy's ear off? And it's really cringy and hard to watch. And then there's the bit in Hot Fuzz where the steeple falls off the top of the church and crushes the guy's head. And the second one is way more graphic than the first, but the first one is a lot harder to watch. And that's kind of where Mortal Kombat 9 went wrong, was it was a bit too, like, slow, and there was too much, like, screaming and begging for people to stop. Like, for instance, Kung Lao had a finisher where he would turn his hat into a spinning razor blade chop saw and then pull people through it legs first. And that's funny when it's fast, (laughs) but it's a bit grim when it's slow, and they're, like, clawing at the ground, screaming, like, please stop. Yeah. Mike would love that. (laughs) But it was like, it was one of those ones where it would happen with your mates and you kind of stop laughing and be like, oh. Am I the baddie? Am I the baddie? (laughs) Am I the baddie? But what I will say is from there, for Mortal Kombat 10 and 11, they went more graphic, but more fun. So it's like right. you punch someone's whole brain out of their skull. That's funny. Yeah, that's that's It's, that's it's goofy. less intense that's and goofy, weird. Yeah. It's goofy. It's goofy gore, not like freak you out, scare kids kind of gore. And that's the best kind of Mortal Kombat for me. And since then, it's just been knock out of the park, knock out of the park. Mortal Kombat 10 was great. Mortal Kombat 11 was really, really good. And one of the things that I think is fantastic about them 
and as a studio netherrealm is really good at is the games are super complete and super fun from the day you start playing them and Mm. they have continued to create content for games for a long time after they released them so for instance mortal Kombat 10 came out in 2015 they didn't stop producing content for that game until they released mortal Kombat 11 in 2019 so it's like when you buy Mm. a game they really keep making it better and better and they want you to enjoy it and get your money's worth for it do you think that is a benefit because some of that content is like releasing new characters and stuff isn't it dlc characters yeah yeah like dlc characters which like some of them are fine and some of them fit like seeing freddy krueger in mortal kombat was pretty cool but like rocky balboa really (laughs) yeah but it's funny it's goofy like mortal kombat is goofy that's the whole point and like i personally bought all the dlc the other thing they're really good at is bundling everything into one big bundle so you don't have to buy everything. The season pass, right? It's like quite cheap. Like, No, it's not even a season pass. You just buy it outright. Like, if you bought Mortal Kombat Ultimate when it first released, you got every piece of DLC for free. You just got it all, yeah. You just get it. Like, they just give it to you. That's good. But, like, I've played as Robocop fighting Rambo, and that is funny. I can confirm. Yeah. It's goofy and it's silly and it's just That's great. That's fine. When do you think it's going to get too far? What do you mean? Well, eventually they're going to run out of Robocop and Rambo. They're going to have, like, Ted Bundy versus Harvey Weinstein or whatever. Yeah, I'd fucking play the shit out of that. (laughs) But none of that is the reason that I think Mortal Kombat is the GOAT. The reason I think Mortal Kombat is the GOAT is because it excels in the most important element of any game. And I'm willing to say it's the same reason Vinny liked Melee. And I'm just willing to say, whichever Michael thinks is the best at this, he can crown the GOAT. I don't mind. Fighting games should be fun. And Mortal Kombat is goofy, silly, fun. It's not serious. The storyline is ridiculous. And it's just played more and more up to that over the years. It's just people shouting at each other in silly voices and announcers that get progressively louder and more reverby literally every game. I honestly think by the time Mortal Kombat 20 comes out, it'll just be like... (laughs) It's just like, it's just over the top every single time. All the villains are all like super over the top villains that just want to just like invade the earth and destroy everyone. Like, it's like, what are their motivations? I want to kill everyone on earth. Like, why? Exactly. The stakes just get like higher and higher until it's like, I want all of the atoms give them to me the physical appearance of the bad guys always get bigger and bigger and bigger don't they like they had like Shao Kahn didn't they he was like he was a big guy but then they're like he's not big enough let's have Goro let's give him four arms and even bigger and then they had woman Goro yeah and then they had uh, Blaze and they were like right now set him on fire and then they had the guy who was like, fire's not enough. Make him yeah, a dragon. The dragon yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give yeah. him four legs as well. It's like... And I love it. It just it's gets so more funny. and more silly. And like, yeah. do you know what it is? I will have to say this and, and I'll stick by this whether you like it or you don't. Mortal Kombat is the fast and furious of video games. It does what it does. Oh. It's fun. It's silly. It doesn't have to make sense. And if you don't like it, that's okay. But it is funny. And it's fun to play. And I think that's why, for me, it's the GOAT. You can play as Liu Kang, who's been in it since the first fucking game. And you can fight Robocop. And you and your mates will have a good old fucking time. And when you hit the pause menu, all the fatality combos come up. So you can always fatality your boys. And that is fun. And I just think there's so many characters, so many character combinations, so many variations of the skins. It's infinitely playable in the most casual sense. I don't think it's the best game to play competitively. I've tried and I genuinely didn't enjoy it that much. But to play with your boys, to play with your mates, to play the story mode, I don't think it gets better as a fighting game than Mortal Kombat. Wow. 
This is a really tough one to crown. Are you torn? Yeah. Are you torn from your vagina to your head? <laughs> I'm pretty torn from my vagina to my head. That was great. I fucking love Mortal Kombat as well. Mortal Kombat Armageddon is my favourite one. And I don't care what you say, the movies are cool. I haven't actually seen the newest movie. That's supposed to be pretty good. But I like the old ones. They're cheesy and they're fun. Yeah, and they're... I like the first one. I will say they're very they're very Mortal Kombat. They're very silly. Yeah, it's Mortal Kombat, silly, hilarious. The only thing I don't like is that Scorpion's spear is like a physical spear. Like he shoots like a rope with a spike on the end. But in yeah. the, maybe I think it's the second movie maybe or something, his spear is like a little lizard that comes yeah. out of his hands. Like a Ugh. little squawking, like, like little green lizard thing. And it's like, oh, what that's the shit. fuck? That ain't it. Never understood why they did that. It was always like a rope. It was nah. always a spear. So why make it a serpent? It's made no sense. Yeah, it was stupid. But the other thing I think that people misunderstand about Mortal Kombat is that because of the reputation it has, I think people think it's like something you play with the lights off and your cock out and like really get off to all the gore. And it's just something you play with your mates at a party having a laugh. Like it's not supposed to be serious. The gore is funny gore, not serious gore. Mm. And uh, it's just a silly game. Yeah, I am talking. I don't know what Vinny's thinking because Vinny knows me. Vinny's thinking Mortal Kombat's got my heart. And it does. But <laughs> I'm not going to crown it the goat that easily because I'm not I'm not sure if it is the goat or not. I don't know. I'm just going to go through my thought process and just see what live conclusion I get to. So Smash has got the most insane competitive scene of any sort of fighting game because it's, actually, it's lasted like, what, how many years? 20 years? 21 years. 21 years. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That is, that is a goated competitive scene. That is insane. I would say casually, especially nowadays, Mortal Kombat is probably more fun because you can just pick it up and play it and the guy you're playing against probably isn't some massive sweaty nerd who's going to absolutely ruin your arsehole and ruin your day. But there is that whole thing as well of like juggling and like being stuck in a little weird Mortal Kombat loop and a lot of fighting games suffer for that as well. And I don't know if Mortal Kombat has become so casual now. Like That's like a joke. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but Seb... It wasn't a selling point when you said that Mortal Kombat is like Fast and Furious. <laughs> I knew it. I knew when I said it, I shouldn't have said it. I don't know what the point I'm oh, trying I to make around I that, sh- but oh, shit. I hate I Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious is like a meme. It's like, it's ridiculous and silly to the point where it's, please stop. You've please. changed. You used to like Fast and Furious. I, I did like it. Tokyo Drift was cool, but... Do you know what the turning point was? And you were there when this changed my mind. When we were watching whatever one it was in my bedroom. Vin Diesel was on Dwayne The Rock Johnson's shoulders. And they're both spinning around, swinging two sets of arms on an airplane that's about to crash on a runway. And then someone else comes and flying headbutts somebody off of the airplane and it all explodes. But someone jumps a car into it at the end or something. Honestly, I was done. I was like, this is, this is fucking ridiculous. Why is, why is Jason Statham here now as well? I don't understand. So that's where I'm at. Because you're right, actually. Mortal Kombat is a little bit like that now. It's a little bit like, yeah, you're on Mortal Kombat 11 and you've just added, like, you have Robocop and Rambo. And it is funny and it is silly, but, like, seriously, guys. Seriously. Who are you going to add next? The Rock? Jason Statham? The whole Fast and Furious crew? Do you know what I mean? It's coming, isn't it? Jesse Eisenhower? Eisenberg? Whatever he's called. (laughs) (laughs) Jesse Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, Mark Zuckerberg, yeah. (laughs) And then the third point that I've got in my brain is the gods is Godzilla. <laughs> Fuck off. 
Because the Godzilla fighting game is really cool because you can also destroy the city where all the various monsters as well. You can do Mecha Godzilla versus Space Godzilla. It's pretty sick. So I'm thinking that as well. Oh, it's annoying. Do you know why you know this is annoying? Because I actually love both games. I actually love Melee and I actually love Mortal Kombat. But it's like I'm not enjoying crowning one of them as the goat over the other one. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's the fucking choice, mate. <sighs> right, I've done it. I've decided. It's done. It sort of goes against what I wanted to crown, but I'm afraid I can't look past it. I can't look past the nail in the coffin. For me, not for me, actually. This is the only time I'm ever going to be objective on this podcast as well. Objectively, the greatest fighting game of all time is Super Smash Bros. Melee. I'm glad I could convince you. Oh, God. Because, because of its competitive scene. I know, Seb, I'm disappointed too. Because subjectively, I prefer Mortal Kombat. But Seb, you can be as disappointed as you want. I said Fast and Furious. Yeah, I know. But the thing is, you weren't lying. It is the truth. It is the Fast and Furious of fighting games. And unfortunately, that's not a good thing. And eventually... They are going to add The Rock and Jason Statham and Cars and all the other shit. I know, when you said The Rock, I can really imagine The Rock being in the next one. Exactly, and that is not what Mortal Kombat was all about. It was about breaking the rules and having gore in a game and taking it to the government and them saying, you can't do that, and then Mortal Kombat 2 comes out and they go, fuck you, we're doing it more. I do think it's much better to play casually, though, than Smash Bros. Melee. But Melee, objectively, like, it's been going 21 years. The competitive scene is, is, isn't, like, slowing down. It's only just reaching its peak. Like, it can get bigger. It can objectively get bigger and bigger and bigger. And I actually quite like the fact that all the super nerds are still playing it no matter what, despite Nintendo going no. And they're just giving a big middle finger to the establishment. Yeah, you know? which is what we do on this Which is podcast. what we do. Fuck the Tories. You know. Brexit means Brexit. Happy days. Next week on the Brexit podcast. (laughs) (laughs) uh... We discuss who will be the next Tory leader. (laughs) And why we're happy that it takes us six hours to get through Dover. (laughs) But there we go. Vinny, are you happy? I'm very happy. I thought you would be. I'm surprised you're not more happy, to be honest. I'm very happy. Like, when I was writing the script, it was very hard for me to not go overboard with it, and I had to just do a complete rewrite, to be honest. Yeah. I'm not mega nerd out. Yeah, keep it bare bones to the point of why I think it's just so fun and great. And it is fun, but I think the competitive scene edges it, and unfortunately, I do fear that Mortal Kombat, which is dear to my heart, and I do prefer, will become a meme of itself, and it will fast and furious itself into a grave. I'm sorry, Seb. What's going to happen? You know it. I know it. You wait until Mortal Kombat 12 comes out and it's a genre-defining masterpiece. If that happens and The Rock's not in it, I'll give you a tenner. (laughs) You'll give me a tenner if The Rock's not in Mortal Kombat 12. (laughs) It's funny that you mention genre-defining because I'm pretty sure like most fighting games just rip off Street Fighter. Like Street Fighter is like the gold standard. Every game has like a Ken character, a Ryu character, like a Chun-Li character. Yeah, but... Street Fighter doesn't have fatality, so not really. And they're going to have The Rock versus Kermit the Frog. (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing, is that's what's going to happen. They fast and furious themselves. I wish I could do a good Kermit the Frog impression. Go on. Or Miss Piggy. End the podcast with the shout-outs as Kermit the Frog. Shout-outs to... finish him. Finish him, Kung Lao. (laughs) Miss Piggy. Finish him. Robocop just caned my ass. Well, I don't know about that. (laughs) <laughs> that was quite good. Yeah, I can do a good. Is mine not good? 
No, no I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought mine was good. <laughs> you just sound like a bit drunk. <laughs> and merry. Hey in the guys, I'm Kermit the Frog. Oh, so Alex is like throwing me off. I can't remember how it goes. What does he go like? Uh, uh, finish him. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. Yeah, see, that was great. Oh, wow. Well, that's the end of the episode. Next week, it's Kermit the Frog versus the Rock. <laughs> there we go, guys. That is episode... 17. Also, follow us on Instagram and get on the Patreon where you will see exclusive... Con- We've got exclusive Patreon-only content, guys. Whoop, whoop, we do. Whoop, whoop, it's definitely not just... It's One of three not- patrons filmed it, so they've already, <laughs> <laughs> they've already got a live experience of it. Um, it's definitely not just Vinny ripping a fat bong. But if you do want to see Vinny ripping a fat bong in the shape of a gun, Patreon, link in the description. Vinny, do you want to sign us out as Kermit the Frog? That's all, folks. See you next week. (laughs) (laughs) That's that'll do. Bye. Bye. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.